Hey guys, I'm Jerry. And I'm Tracy. And we are Hillbilly Hillbilly Horror Horror Stories. Stories. I'm Justin. And I'm Jay. And we are Cryptids Cryptids of of the the Corn Podcast. Podcast. We are excited to be doing a live event with Hillbilly Horror Stories at Post Town Elementary, a school located in Middletown, Ohio, in the Cincinnati Dayton area. Post Town has been known as one of the most haunted schools in the world for decades now. In fact, their slogan is, when you leave here, you believe. The event is Saturday, April 22nd from 6 p.m. till 10 p.m. inside the haunted school. Wait, we're going to be in a haunted school at night? Uh, yeah, that's our best chance of seeing ghosts. But there's only 50 tickets available and priced at only $30. They're going to go fast. Your tickets get you to a live podcast by both Hillbilly Horror Stories and Crimson Corner as well as the ability to roam around one of the most haunted locations in Ohio. So get your tickets today at hillbillyhorrorstories.com. There'd be a lot of poop in my hands. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural, lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen, They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh, yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big. Mm-hmm. Abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the? Hello, hello, and welcome back to Groups of the Corn Podcast. I am the great and powerful mystery. And I am Jay's clone. What number? 74. Ooh, that's the popular one. Yeah, everyone likes me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good uh, model. <laughs> thank you guys for rejoining us, and thank you for all the new people that have come over from uh, Weird Crap in Australia. Ooh, yeah. the Bump Podcast. Our fellow Aussies. Yes. So thank you guys very much for joining us. Uh, I know it's been a week of no updates because we did last week's episodes were all pretty much interviews and kind of hangouts and stuff like that with other shows. So there's a little bit of extra updates on this one. What sort of updates are we talking here? Just reviews and Patreon numbers, but we'll get to that in a second. Remember, April 1st, Encounter Quest, we're speaking. It's our speaking debut for the year. Uh, We're going to have a really cool thing. We just got worked out. We're going to have custom art for the speaking event, for the speaking event, yes, uh, it's really nice art for the speaking event, and it'll be signed. Like we can sign it, but it's a limited number. So I think we're just doing fifty for this first run, and that's it. We're yep. not selling the art anymore, and that's it. Uh, so that's gonna be a kind of cool thing. But Encounter Quest, come out! It's gonna be a ball. That's gonna be a great time. I'm really looking forward. It might be the best event of the year. Mm. That's some saying something that's too, because we do really big fun events, and this one has major potential. Yes. Uh, and once again, if you're coming to an event, let us know. I try to learn your face and know your name so I can say hi to you when you get there. Take uh, photos, shake hands. Yeah, whatever. Kiss babies. I prefer not to, but if you uh. really want me to, I guess <laughs> I guess I will. Um, email is the best way to contact us. 
Not gonna uh, just, and that is only if you want to be on the show or you have something like that story to share. Yeah, and remember, once again, we are still collecting listener stories. So if you want to type up a story and send it in for that episode, uh, it's Cryptids of the Corn Podcast at Gmail dot com. So please do that. Uh, but that's about the best way to contact us. I'm only scheduling through the email anymore. You ready for new reviews? Oh, I was born ready. We got some good ones. I was waiting for this moment. We got we got a lot of them. Ooh, a lot. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, just because we've been off for off of reading reviews for a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, Van Meter eighty nine. Wonder who this could be. Mm. We were literally just talking to Dustin earlier today during the live stream. He said ten stars. Awesome podcast helps me get through the day working on inspecting fire hydrants. Keep it up, Dustin from Dan, Dan or Dustin Van Meter. Nice. Can't the, read the old fire hydrant inspector. Mm-hmm. We got a ten star approval. Ten stars. I love it. That means we're firefighter or fire hydrant certified. I think so. Yeah, we know. we can start doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want me inspecting your fire hydrant, but yeah, it looks good. It <laughs> yeah. ain't leaking. Yeah. I mean, there ain't no water in it, but it ain't leaking. Test it. We gotta bring a dog if he pees on mm-hmm. it. It's, it's good. good. Um, next up is JP fifty forty two ninety nine. His title is Awesome Podcast. I heard you guys on the confessionals, and now you're in my rotation of must-listen-to podcast. Woohoo! Well, thank that's you. That's crazy. That think about. That's awesome. We greatly appreciate it, it really, JP. It, yeah, we really do, and it blows my mind. Like we're in the rotation. We're in the rotation. The rotation. Rotation. Can't talk today at all. It's, it's okay. going to be a fun it's, episode it's every day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, next one's from Cryptid Boss. Ooh. So. His title is Made My Day. When I found this podcast, I was super pleased and excited to have found another podcast that loves cryptids as much as I do from Parker. Thank you, Parker. Go ahead, Parker. Make my day. What's that about? Eh, You don't get it? No. Okay. Then move on. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I'm going to try to read this name. Oh. Gizzer Snores. G-I-Z-E-R. Okay, Gizzer, Geyser. S-O-Z-E. S-O-Z-E. Soars? Uh, Soz? Soz? Yeah, maybe that, yeah. Okay, Gizzer, thank you. There we go. The title is Brilliant. I binge burnt through this podcast faster than anything so far. The combination of the host chemistry and comedy and the knowledge of real science is exactly what I love. Keep it up, guys. And uh, from Voluptuous... Oh, sorry, that's the next one. I kept reading. Okay. Well, thank you, Gizzer. Thank you, Gizzer. Yeah. We've got a good flow. Yeah, appreciate it. Next up is Voluptuous. Ooh. Oh, let's make sure. So read right above. This podcast is legit. I'm handing the iPad over to Jay. We're very professional podcasts. That's not Voluptuous. Oh. Van Luminous. Oh, my gosh. I can't read. I have an IEP. I use that as my crutch. You know... An IEP, what's that mean? Individual education program for high school and college. Because mm. you can't read or write. That's true. Uh, you can remember. You just can't I read. I can remember. <laughs> I will do that. I'm yeah. a good regurgitator. Uh, the, anyways, the title is this podcast, but this podcast is legit. I can't stand ego in podcasting these days, but these dudes are some of the most humble and down-to-earth dudes I've encountered in the podcasting world. Been following and listening for a while now and just decided to support the show since I really am enjoying the content. Living in Ohio, not having a scientific mind, but being familiar with the places they speak about makes it a unique experience listening. 
one thing for sure is I'm never bored or never or never not intrigued while listening. Stay frosty, lads and ladettes. And uh, yeah, so thank you. Yeah, stay fro- we're going to stay frosty. You stay lads frosty too. Lads and ladettes. Yeah, all you ladettes out there and lads. Well, thank you, Van Luminous. Van Luminous. <laughs> also I'm sorry. known as Voluptuous. Voluptuous. Yeah, I'm going I'm to stick with that. That's just better. Just you should rebrand Van Luminous to Voluptuous. Yes, Cryptids of the Corn approved. Voluptuous. <laughs> all right. So next and last is Lindsay. 1622. And if it's not Lindsay, I'm sorry. I'm not even going to pass it over to Jay. (laughs) I love this podcast is the title. It says, I'm so glad I found this and I've been binging all the episodes and can't get enough. Keep up the great work. It's fun and knowledgeable. Love the humor and sarcasm. It's the best. Much love from New York City. Oh, that's awesome. How's that New York song? Something, something, New York. Yeah. Concrete jungles. You knew more than I did. I know that part. I don't like that song. I don't like that. You know what? Never mind. All right. We so like people from New York. I'm going to have you read. Maybe she's from New York State and not the city. They, she put NYC. Oh, okay. I've been there. I was there last year. Just, New York's better than Chicago. I'll give you that. I guess. I just don't like it the big cities. It is better than Chicago. I know. I, be, I believe you. I just don't like the big cities. You know, we went there. Can I tell a funny... Yeah, I could probably tell a funny story about New York when I went there when all that... COVID madness was, hey, yeah, am I allowed to say that? And then that CV-19 madness was going on, and he needed those passes to eat dinner. And so I got, I had, someone had taken a picture of their, like, card, you know? Oh, gosh. You're admitting your crime here. I don't care. I don't care. It's, it's, I think I'm past, what's that, statute of limitations? Yeah. So uh, they sent me, I'm like, I don't have one. And so they sent me a picture of theirs. And the guy that sent me his is, in his 60s. So it says his birth date and everything on there. And I'm, you know, in my 30s. And it says his birthday. It, and it's... <laughs> oh, it's funny. So... He's 60 and you're in your 30s? <laughs> yes. And Early 30s. Early can, 30s. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a big difference between 39 and 31. True. Yeah, thirty, early 30s. Yeah, this was last year. So... Or was it even two years ago? It was two years ago. Yeah, so I was 30. Literally 30. And so... I get this thing, and the guy is like at the door, being really like checking everyone's card. He's like, "You got yours?" Pulled up my phone, like, "Yeah, it's right here." Showed it to him. He's looking at it. All right, you're good. <laughs> just like, really? Like, it's that serious? Like, you can't even read like anything on my thing. It's just you just see like a card, and it wasn't even a real card. It was a picture of a card, and I showed it, and that was enough to get you through. Uh, just doing his job. It was funny. Anyways, you're gonna welcome our new Patreon numbers. So we have six. Six? Yeah. Holy moly. I know. So you're going to read the first five because uh, number six literally just joined as we started the intro. Oh, okay. Okay. So the first. Okay. 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 I see. This one's not. Okay. Our first one's Nick Gordo. Hey, Nick. That was super loud. Sorry. <laughs> I was excited. <laughs> thank uh, you, Nick. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. We just talked to you this morning. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, I like this name, Carrie. Quite contrary. I know. I'm glad. I'm. I couldn't read it, so I'm glad you did. I like that. I like. Saying, Thank you, Carrie. Yes, you're quite contrary. So are we? <laughs> okay. Hopefully, I say this one. Matthias. Matthias. It's Matthias or Matthias. O five. So he has as his profile picture uh, the uh, aliens from Oh gosh, Mars Attacks. No. One of the like scary movies. It's not. It's one of the scary movies, like the goofy movies. 
the goofy movies like were they peeing from their fingers oh oh scary that scary movie okay okay yes like yeah, yeah like Leslie Nielsen does at the Leslie end. Leslie Nielsen, yes. He's talking to him. He's like, well, that's something we have in common. And they're peeing from their fingers. <laughs> he's from his finger. It makes me laugh every time because you just think of that scene because he's got the, his finger in the one guy's mouth. <laughs> it's such a good. He's so funny. He was so funny. Okay, number four, Scott Hamlet. Woo! And you said you wanted to read number five? Yeah, no, six. Oh, you want to read number six. Okay, and number five. Okay, I we just sent her a t shirt too. So I hope I'm saying her last name right. Jessica. Apollonio? Sure. Jessica. Yes, Jessica. Hey, Jessica, we mispronounced her last name. We will correct it. Yes. But, just uh, berate us or- she, on yeah, Facebook. She just ordered more t-shirts. Oh, all right. Uh, and then the last one, literally just joined as of like the start of this, if I can open my phone. Come on. You can Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. And he's from Canada. Oh, Christopher from Canada. I know him. Yeah. I think I ran into him once. Very nice, pleasant. No, so thank you, guys. Uh, Patreon's a lot of fun, this uh, this month's thing. So every month we try to do an activity. What with, are we doing this month? It's Cryptid Madness. March Madness. March Madness. That's right. And then next April's bingo. Ooh, when are we going to start on that soon? It's already it's already active. I've already gotten emails for it. I mean, recording. We're recording it next week. Okay. Ooh, that'll be fun. All right. Uh, but yeah, Patreon's a ball. You guys don't have to join it, but it is a way to support us. But we have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and we try to make sure that the, the tiers get what what they what they deserve. Oh, for sure. All right, now on to the main topic. Oh, bum bum bum. Any guesses? Did uh, you read ahead? No, I didn't. Actually, Good. didn't. I should have. Dang it! Then I can have ruined your thing. So this is a well dressed phantom. Okay. Any guesses yet? Well, I, for some reason, I thought a Slender Man. I don't know why. We're going to talk about the Flannel Man. Flannel Man. I was close. And sometimes Flannel Women. Oh, okay. So we've discussed this mildly. Slightly. So this one, we're going to do... I have five stories for you. I'm going to give you a description. We have five stories. And then the bulk of this episode is going to be talking about what the Flannel Man is. Uh, so this is bordering cryptid slash paranormal, right? Yes, definitely. I don't know. It's like a weird category. Yeah. And I would say almost more ufological. Ooh, is that a real Yes, thing? that is a real word. Ufological? UFO. Okay, now I can't say it because now I'm trying to say it slow. Ufological. Yeah, just say it was one word. Yeah, ufological. So it's this is often a young to old man. Most see it has blonde or white hair. Uh, sometimes being pulled back in a ponytail. <gasps> sometimes seen having an eye patch. And said to be that of a muscular build in Scandinavian descent. Ooh, I could be the flannel man for Halloween. You're got you got some growing to do. It's it's it's. And growing. your hair is not blonde. It it is. It's and dirty not, blonde. It used to. You're be. not tall and muscular. No, I'm I'm tall. You're Irish descent, not Scandinavian. Definitely. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Uh, I'm tall. Yeah, I guess. No, I'm not. I mean, if you're comparing it to the quail, sure. You're oh, tall. I'm giant. Uh, yeah. Side tangent. A question for you, since you mentioned quail. So, uh, you know, we both are raising... We've had two side tangents. We're only 10 minutes into this episode. I know, but this is important because this is personal in our personal lives. Uh, So we have quail. You guys out there know if you listen to us, we raise quail. I've only got seven, but they're starting to fight all the time. Oh, you probably have too many males. We'll come through and... Well, one of them literally pecked its head almost like there's nothing left on its head. It's like a bloody scalp. That's breeding. What's that mean? That's them making babies. It's bloody. Yeah. It's, 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 the you whole probably have too many males. Oh, no. So we'll, we'll deal with that later. Off with their heads? 
or just out in the yard and just out in the yard that's what all my males are doing they're literally all my males are loose oh just loose loose in the okay, mm-hmm. okay. anyways moving all right on. all right now i know scandinavian muscular descent often seen as an like uh, mid 30s to 60s is what most people kind of describe when they kind of put an age on the guy uh flannel uh, man yeah often seen in red flannel that's also called buffalo plaid okay so it's a certain t- color flannel almost always red there has been a few reports of blue and green. Ooh, maybe it's laundry day. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Often seen while people are sleeping or about ready to go to bed. Mm. So this, we're going to tie in later on, we'll talk about sleep paralysis. Some of these Ooh. are, some of these aren't, in my opinion. Okay. Because some people can't move, and some people are like, sit up in bed and like, turn over, and they're like, there's a guy standing in their doorway. Yeah, that's not sleep paralysis. That's, you know, if you can move, it's not. Yeah, that's weird. I was just talking about this yesterday with my cousin. So they can be women, but they all have similar descriptions. And by that, I mean muscular build, blonde hair, Scandinavian descent. Or flannel shirt. Yeah. So all like the same things carried over to a woman's physique. Gotcha. Uh, and they're rare, but not unheard of. Hmm. Some reports are uh, have... So this is a weird one. It's one of two. People either see these entities and feel at ease, as if like a guardian angel's watching over them, like a good feeling, mm-hmm. or they're absolutely terrified out of their minds. Ooh, so it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, in Home Alone, the sidewalks uh, scraper sweeper guy, the shoveler. Mm. You have one or two feelings when you see him: either terrified out of your mind, or you're just at ease because like you know he's going to hit a robber over the back of the head with a shovel. So yeah, like that. Yeah. And often seen with an eye patch, specifically the older one. Mm, okay. That, and that comes by later for one of the theories. I think I think I might I'm on to that one. Are you? Yes. I don't think you are. Oh, I think I am. That was a hint. So there's a lot of reading into this episode, so I'm gonna apologize in advance if you're new here. I can't read and that's kind of the joke. If you'd like me to read any of it. Please. I don't know. You failed last episode. I did? You struggled bad. You struggled worse than I normally do. Was that the Australian one? No. Okay, good. Uh, what was it? Oh, no. That was Patreon. Wait. Did you just say I struggled more than you did? Mm-hmm. You are a liar. Now, so I- this happened May 4th, 2022. And this is titled, Creepy Funnel Man Encountered in Mississippi Woods. And this was on my birthday. Ooh. May the 4th be with you. I hate you. <laughs> A man and his father were bow hunting for deer in central Mississippi. In May? <laughs> Is that, what? Yeah, hold on. You keep reading. I'm going to check bow hunting season in Mississippi. Um, yeah, anyways, with a creepy old man with a blue flannel shirt suddenly appeared to both of them uh, off and on. Bizarre encounter. And this is what he said. Uh, this is what the researcher said. I came across the following accounts from our old database. I have a story. That still to this day gives me chills just thinking about it. I was bow hunting with my dad and uncle uh, in a, in our at my uncle's place in central Mississippi about 30 years ago. I was in the stand on the north end. With, well, my dad was in the backwoods about 400 to 500 yards away. It was cold, rainy day, and the heights barely above 35. So it was very cold. Mm-hmm. I was in the stand for about an hour when I got a gloom and doom feeling. Not so much of watching me, de- or not so much that watching me deal just a real bad feeling. I kept watching the field, wondering if dad was okay. I started scanning the woods behind me uh, just to get rid of this feeling. And then when I saw him, not dad, 
but another man. He was about 50 yards away through some brush, but he was clearly a man standing there. No movement, just staring. My first thoughts were that someone else snuck into our hunting area. But we didn't see any tracks or any trucks parked uh, along the gravel road, and it was about a good five miles from any house. He seemed to be staring right at me, which was a little unnerving. I waved at him, but got no response. I looked out into the field to see if maybe there uh, he was looking out there instead of at me. No deer anything out in the field. I looked back to the spot where the man was, and he was gone. Mm. I scanned around and saw him much closer, but behind me, standing in the opening between two cedars. Mm. So instantly moved and readjusted to his blind spot again. Yeah. Weird. A little bit. He was close enough that he had to look up to see me uh, where he was standing. He looked about to be in his 60s with short gray hair, a black beard, and a long sleeve blue flannel shirt with faded pants. No coat, no gloves. He continued staring. I waved once more uh, to get a reaction, but nothing. At this point, my bad feeling went straight to the time of fight, uh, the, the time to fight for my life mode. I picked up my bow off the hook and slid in my seat so I could see or so I could prepare to draw if he if I needed. I heard a vehicle on the gravel road, but didn't look away. He didn't look away either. Just then, he made two steps and was gone behind the cedars. I looked up at the road and saw it was my neighbor feeding his cows a big bale of hay. I continued to scan the woods and nothing. The flight or flight the fight or flight feeling was gone and it just went back to doom and gloom. I thought about climbing down, but I knew he was around somewhere. Plus, I didn't want to have to explain to Dad why I scared or why I was scared why I was scared of a creepy old man, and I spooked the deer, which were due to come out soon. I knew one thing. I wasn't going to be walking back after dark. I watched the woods, and I couldn't care less if a buck came out. 30 minutes later, I saw movement out in the field and saw it was Dad. He was slowly walking back to the truck, stopped and looking behind him every so often. He still had an arrow knocked, which was rare for him. He got about halfway back to the truck, and he motioned towards me to head to the truck. I shimmied down the tree and made a beeline to the truck. I, too, was watching behind me as I left. When I got to the truck, he was visibly shaken. He kept a bottle of whiskey under the seat and took a good swig. I asked him if he was okay, and he gave me a look. I asked him if he had seen the man, too. Dad looked up and nodded yes. I told him he uh, the same thing had happened to me, and he just nodded. He didn't go into great detail, but the man had pla- or the man had paid him a visit, but much, much closer. Mm. We never went back to the woods to bow hunt again. Dad wouldn't even talk about it later. Went out with some friends there about five years later or so to do some quail hunting. We oh. walked to the fence row, but when we got near the old uh, the old stand area, I had that same feeling again, and suggested we go another place. Who was the old man? A bum? A homo? Uh, a hobo, sorry. <laughs> a homeless dude. Poacher, ghost. I didn't know either. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's basically it. Uh, <laughs> I almost made it. Who I started <laughs> to go. That's so funny. Hobo. I know. I it's... do not think it was a homosexual man. It, it, it could have been. been. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Who was this strange man? A bum? A homo? <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, out of a guy from Mississippi... He could have said that. <laughs> That's so funny, though. Homosexuals just walk around in the woods and oh plaid. Gosh, he's going to get me. 
<laughs> and we, you know, uh, what that else does is funny? Fit. Wait, they were a quail. They were a quail hunting. Yeah, with a bow. No, no, no. That's when they went back later, oh, years later. Okay, okay. They were bow hunting for deer originally. That's right. That's right. Okay. And then they went back five or so years later. So I looked it up. They must have just published this story in May. In May, or yeah, on May, in May, on May, whatever, on May the fourth. They must have just posted the story because bow hunting season's in October, and they said it was cold. So. Oh yeah. It had to be in October. That makes sense. So or maybe the quail hunting thing was in May. Yeah, that would make more sense too. How do you hunt? Quail. With a shotgun. What? Bird shot. Okay. So what happens is you jump them. I've never hunted quail. I've hunted pheasant. Yeah. But in... Pheasant's uh, like a big quail, right? Our, yeah. Our cabin in Michigan, we have all kinds of split tail quail. Uh, whenever every time we go fishing for trout. They about the same size? No, no. They're like footballs. Okay, so they're bigger. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but anyways, they jump. You just jump them. That's what they have bird dogs for. And you shoot them while they're in the air. Oh, cool. Okay. They don't fly very well. No, yeah. But you're like when they're on the ground, you'll never see them. No, yeah. That's that's nuts. Is it like snipe hunting? No. Okay. So what do you think about that story? So um, he had a black beard and short hair. That's different. Kind of gray. Now, he has a beard on and off, this description. But I thought like Scandinavian, I don't, I guess I don't picture black beard. You think of blonde beard. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I guess, yeah. So that'd be a little different. A little different. And then the blue, it was blue flannel, right? Yes. Okay, so a very unique encounter. Yeah. That's pretty pretty cool, but very supernatural, appearing yeah. and then reappearing. But what really creeps me out is he constantly seems to be wanting in the, to be in the blind spot. Yeah. Like the second you take his eyes off, he readjusts to be in your blind spot. Hmm. That's very uh, not ghosty to me. You know, that doesn't seem like a ghost behavior. It's almost like... Like, if they just seen the guy walking and d- disappearing and reappearing? Yeah. Like, uh, that'd be ghosty to me. This doesn't seem ghosty. This seems hyper-intelligent and almost predatory. That or even just, like, personal to the person as well. Like, knowing where your blind spot is, knowing to stand right in it. Yeah, see, that... Like a psychological that, thing. Like, predatory. Yeah. Like, uh, like an apex predator. Like, big cats almost always want to be in your blind spot. Hmm. Oh, they know, like... Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So, it's... That's what I got the vibes off of. It's, like... That's what's more scary than me. Like, if it was an entity, like, we're going to talk about some men in black and stuff later. You know, they don't, they're fine to be seen most of the time. Yeah. But Mm. this thing kind of, in this case, at least wants to be hidden, but specifically hidden in one spot. Mm -hmm. And whatever his dad had experienced seemed terrifying. Yeah. All his dad would say was, he got much closer to me. Hmm. So I don't know if he's like the base of the tree stand looking up at him. That's terrifying. Yeah, that would that would be scary. Like, uh, you should feel pretty safe in the tree stand though, because if anyone's trying to like, I don't come know, up it, but think about it. You're stuck. It's you're like you have nowhere to go when right, you're in yeah. a tree stand. But you got one way to shoot an arrow, and like, yeah, that's only if you're dealing with a human. That is actually. Um, so I was just talking this guy bowl with. Uh, he does bow hunting shoots, you know, mm-hmm. or like trials. What's, what's that called? Like the bow hunting archery, yeah. archery competitions and stuff. And they have this one, what do you call them? Not a course, but uh, what do you call like the shot? I don't even know the terminology, but like, you know how they have different shots yeah. lined up. One of them, he said, is you stand on like basically like a tree stand and you have to shoot a target that's like directly like, you know, 15 feet straight mm-hmm. under you. 
and he's and I'm like, that's strange. He's like, yeah, it's the only place that I know that does it. He said, but it's not as easy as you think it would be. No. And he's like, and sometimes like in when you're actually out in the woods, you have to take that shot. Like that's where you know if you have to, so you got to be able to hit it. And yeah, I just thought that was interesting. So if a guy's walking up a tree stand right now, maybe it might not not be as easy as it seems. But it's it's also scary if he's phasing in and out of reality. Yeah, I know. I don't think an arrow will do much. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's one thing if it's a guy. Yeah. Another thing if it's a being phasing in and out of existence. And a blue flannel shirt. Yeah. So that's kind of, I don't know. What do you think of this story? Um, gosh. I mean, do you think poacher, homeless dude, homo, bum? Well, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just realized you said that again. Yeah. <laughs> I leaned into it now. <laughs> I just had to even do it right over my head. Now we had poachers when we lived out in the country, and poachers will act like I remember getting in a bad fight with one. Yeah, because uh, he was a hundred percent sure he had permission. It was turkey season, hmm. and I got out super early in the morning, and I was set up, and I heard a turkey calling, so I was calling a turkey, and it was him. So we were talking to each other with these turkey calls, and I finally got up because I'm like, I'm doing this for an hour, and the turkey won't come out. It's a guy, and he starts yelling at me. Mm. And it was a whole thing, and he was trying to convince me that he was on. We we're on his property, and I'm like, "Is it someone around here?" It was. He was a not a local dude. Gotcha. But he thought it was the square woods that nobody paid attention to. Yeah. But it was our house. Like our house was hidden. You remember? You know, our yep. old house was. Yep. So he couldn't see that that was a part of that property. Gotcha. So he was trying to. Anyway, long story short. Right. Yeah. But poachers are weird. There's they can some- be very aggressive. Like they can apply scare tactics because they already know they're in the wrong, mm-hmm. so they got to go extra to kind of push you off. I have a story about that too that someone told me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was I can't. I'm not going to mention names because it is someone around here. He was poaching in woods, and I only know this because his son told me this. And his son, they didn't really get along the best, but you know they're good. But he said that his dad was in the woods, and he's like telling him, "All right, you go to this side of the woods, and then I'll flush everything out, and then you shoot it." And so he's waiting on the edge of the woods, but kind of by the road, because there's a woods, then the field, then the road. And he's waiting by the road in the field, and then a car pulls up. It's like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, oh, my dad's in the woods, you know, pushing stuff out. And they're like, you can't hunt here. Like, we know who owns this land. They don't let anyone hunt here. There's no, and we don't even know who you are. There's no way. And he's like, no, my dad said it's fine. And then he said his dad eventually come out of the woods, and he's like, or he went into the woods to go get his dad and told him, like, hey, we got to leave. These people told us, you know, he's like, what? And his dad got all mad and, like, charged out of the woods, charged this old couple that was in it, drew his gun on them, and then they sped off. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah, poachers are not the most stable, probably, of people. I know. We've, we've had some, yeah. He pulled a gun on an old couple. I mean, yeah, that's the scare, because t- you already know you're in the wrong, so <laughs> yeah. you have to scare them off. Yeah. All right. You ready for the next story? Yeah. This is a New Zealand encounter. Mm. And this was in uh, March of 21. So is the flannel man a worldwide phenomenon? Yeah. You remember when we did Black Eyed Kids? It yeah. kind of definitely seems to be US centric. Okay. With little spottings everywhere else. Okay. I would say the flannel man is kind of a similar thing. Gotcha. Okay. Or at least in English speaking countries. Hmm. That's interesting. And I think it, when we get to later stuff, it may just have to do with cultural or it may have to do with. Uh, Re- like religious backgrounds so there's no chinese flannel man it, i think it would present itself differently oh okay if you get me yes okay not that the entity doesn't exist there right it's just not in 
Buffalo plaid. No, it's it's probably like a silk robe. Yes. There ah, you go. There we go. Uh, so yeah, New Zealand. Uh, you ready? Oh yeah. I'm 18 years. I'm 18 years old now, and for the past few months, I've had one man appearing in my bedroom. I don't know exactly what he is. I heard from some people this man might be a spirit guide due to the fact that whenever I see him, I don't feel afraid. So here we go. This one's kind of more. the reflection of the normal, more normal flannel man reports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had this experience a few weeks ago, which made me really want to start to wonder uh, who he is. I was laying in my bed, and I had just woken up. It was probably around 9 a.m. I rolled over on my back, and I noticed something weird. There was a gap between my dresser and my bookcase where I where we used to have a small coffee table, but it was gone now. I saw a young man sitting in the gap. His age, my guess, would probably be in his mid to late 20s. He was a medium height, shaggy brown hair, is wearing a flannel shirt. His style looked grunge. I, I've nicknamed him Kurt no. because after I took my sister, uh, told, told my sister about him, he said he sounds like he looked like Kurt Cobain, which he kind of did style-wise. Mm. That's very important later. Mm, okay. Because a lot of people, specifically one person we know, described their flannel man encounter as they called him Kurt as well. Mm. Interesting. Uh, sorry. He had his legs stretched out before him, and he was leaning forward uh, onto his knees. He was just, or he was staring forward in my direction of the bookcase. I did the classic thing of opening and closing my eyes a few times to make sure I wasn't imagining things. But as I did, he didn't disappear. I remember not feeling afraid at all, but I was kind of a person who was terrified of the idea of ghost. I felt completely relaxed. After a few minutes, he was gone. I heard from, uh, I, it's hard for me to describe what he looked like. He didn't look like a real living person, but he wasn't transparent or anything like that. He just looked strange. I've seen him once before standing in my bedroom door, but this was the only, or this was only a really quick thing. I just looked up from waking up and saw him just standing there. Then he quickly vanished. I've also had experiences where I've been sleeping and heard a man's voice shouting in my head. I've always, I always wake up and I feel weird afterwards. Uh, sometimes it was just like a scream or maybe a name or something like that. I'm just curious whether or not anybody's had similar experiences. Hmm. So very classic flannel man. Appearing in the doorway is a very, very common trope. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Cobain gets brought up a lot of times that kind of sandy blonde hair. Yeah. Uh, long, you know. Shaggy. Yeah. Grungy. Um, yeah. Jenny. Jenny, had when she had her, Jenny and Oren, uh, they're now co-host of Bizarre Encounters with yep. Shane. Yep. Uh, Jenny's flannel man encounter literally they called him Kurt because he looked like Kurt Cobain hmm. and we discovered this months ago talking about it with her that she described this ghost they thought was a ghost and they'd seen him all the time and I don't think he was a ghost I think it was literally the same entity uh, but yeah very like this une- like this feeling of ease yeah it's I don't know I guess that's an odd feeling you know just seeing a grungy you know man Sitting in your house, you know out of what would happen if I woke up and seen a man in the corner of my room. You'd have to judge out. Yeah, yeah. Or, be, he'd be full of holes. Or you karate chop it right in the throat. Immediately. Well, no, it matters how close he is. You're right. If, if he's, he's across within, the room, he'd be full of holes. Yeah. If he's within range, that throat's getting chopped. Uh, but it's just weird that people describe this. And then him. Uh, so I have something. It's similar to what he's describing with like right when he's falling asleep. 
like hearing a name and stuff like that. Yeah. I have exploding head syndrome. You do? Yeah. What's that mean? It, literally, the moment you're about to fall asleep, where your brain's transitioning, yeah. you get an audio response. It's nothing. It's your brain creating it. But it sounds like a loud crash or a boom. So I got it when I was in college. And it's, I, I have it almost every night now, where I hear like a loud noise, and I wake up just for a second. I'm like, okay, it's nothing. Huh. Like when me and Emily first got married. I've never heard of this before. Yeah. When me and Emily first got married, I always thought somebody's breaking into the apartment. Yeah. And she would still be awake. And she's like, there's no noise. And that's how I found out about it. Hmm. Did you look it up and then seen like that's what yeah. it's called? Yeah. And then I and... asked my doctor like one visit. And he's like, it's like one in five people have it. Wow. I've never heard of that. And yeah, it gets worse with anxiety and stuff like that. Mm, well, you do have anxiety, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the most anxious, chill person you'll ever meet. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good way to put it. Uh, but so, yeah, that that. To me, it seems like a normal thing, maybe mixed in with some paranormal encounters. Yeah. I wonder if it's like an audio kind of, or not audio, a visual. It's, like, I'm not, I'm talking about his waking up and hearing screams or whatever. Oh, that part. Okay. Uh, I, be, I meant the flannel man in general. What if it, you know, people see it right when they're falling asleep or just waking up? If it's like kind of the same phenomena, but it's just a visual version? Maybe. So, and the weird thing is, it's definitely not sleep paralysis in this story because he got up, yeah. turned over, and laid on his back. And you can blink when you're having sleep paralysis. That's true, yep. But yep. he got up, turned over, laid on his back, then looked. Yeah. And seen the guy. Right. So he did a whole bunch of movement before he had his encounter. Hmm. Interesting. And seeing Kurt sitting there, just looking at him. Yeah. I wonder what the, the meaning, though, is, or why. I don't know. We'll get to that. Yeah. It, gets, it raises questions. You ready for the next one? Yes. Indeed. 06 in Illinois. Oh, recent and nearby. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other two were just a year and a year, a year and two years ago, but not as close. I guess. Yeah, Mississippi's not that far. Comparative depends on what part of well, Illinois compared to New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to tell you guys about a scary experience that happened to me two years ago. So this happened in Springfield, Illinois, at the Days Inn. Oh, I, yeah, this is one of my favorite ones. My dad was working there at the time, and he brought me and my brothers to the pool so we could go swimming. After we swam, my dad told us that one night he had opened the janitor's closet and saw a pair of glowing red eyes in the closet. Screw that. We thought he was joking with us. He was not. About 9 p.m., we saw a small black car, so we thought our mom was coming there to pick us up. We went running down the hall because we didn't want to leave yet. My brother stopped about halfway through the hallway and I don't know why, but I kept going. I was standing there, and I saw something in the corner of my eye. It was a man. I clearly remember every little detail about him. He was tall, blonde man dressed in a red shirt and beige pants. Something about him was really old-fashioned, and his clothes weren't modern. I stood there, frozen. I never thought I would have an experience like this before. I couldn't move. I couldn't even speak. Then, all, or then I could suddenly move again. I turned around and looked, and there was nothing there. I ran into the lobby as fast as I could. My brother asked what happened. I told my dad, and I put, uh, I, and I was pointing and crying. I was 11 at this time. I never went back to the hotel, but my dad talked to some of the staff, and there was an old lady who worked there for years and said she had seen the exact same ghost or man several different times. Mm. She said uh, she's seen more ghosts there and is a true believer that the days in in Springfield it's haunted. Mm. So one thing I left out at the beginning is that half, about half of these true flannel man encounters 
have red glowing eyes. Red glowing eyes. Okay. Uh, if you look at like Ooh. if you just type in Flannel Man art, yeah, half of them like have like their demonic looking eyes. Hmm. Well, that kind of points in different directions for me. There's red eyes. I still don't know what that is. See, yeah, red eyes is not a good thing, no, in my opinion. So. Yeah, I don't think so either. I wonder if it's... Hmm, that's interesting. Because the red eyes could be a couple things for me. It could be um, demonic, you know, something like that, or an entity possessed. Or it could be like fey type, you know, uh, shape-shifting, you know, into this figure. Or it just could, can't, can't get rid of the red eyes. Or it could just be where they come from. True. Eyes are red. Yeah, simple. Okay. That's like, better. Like a rabbit. And then, you know, people say glowing red eyes and stuff like that. And half the time, I don't think they mean glowing. I think they mean red eyes. And red eyes are quite scary, especially on a pale creature. Think oh, of, yeah. Like the meat rabbits freak people out. The white the rabbits with the red eyes. Yeah. They freak people out every year. They, I, I've, I can't tell you. I've heard hundreds of people over my years at the fair, because uh, the poultry tent I run the poultry department for our county, mm-hmm. uh, is right next to the rabbit area. Mm-hmm. And people be like, "Those red-eyed rabbits freak me out." Blah, blah, you know, it's because they are white creatures with bright red eyes. But I wonder if that's something in our subconscious, like, and it the could past. be built in uh, yeah. an old predator that just knows, like, this is bad. So you know, I think it may be a twofold issue. Yeah, that a red eye could be just a common thing somewhere else, right? And that when they come here, we just freaks us out, right? And they they hunt. I don't know, say they hunt us, but it's been bad in our past. Human yeah. history is like you, we, these don't mesh well. This freaks you out, fight I mean, or flight. The uncanny valley. Literally, the yeah. humans are naturally scared of human-like things. Hmm. So things that are close enough to human, but you can still tell something's off about them. Yeah. Like, uh, well, like uh, he described the story before this past one, describing the Kurt Cobain character as not quite human. Yeah. Like, but he couldn't just, he couldn't say why. He just, something in his brain was telling him that's not just, human. You just, yeah, you just know. It's like your, one of your well, six like, senses mm-hmm. or something, or you just know. You got to trust your gut. Our last story is the weirdest. Oh, this is the last one? Yeah. Okay. So... I picked kind of a random four just to kind of give you a, a taste. But there's literally hundreds of these. Yeah. We could do a, hundred, a whole episode on basically the same encounter from around the country. But this one is kind of fun. Ooh. No, never mind. I was going to say, Flannel Man's not in the bracket. The oh, he's monster, not. He's, monster, not the, he's not in the monster make bracket. Make cut. Uh, that'll maybe next year. Yep. Flannel Man suddenly transforms into a deer. Witness claims in Carroll County, Maryland. This is definitely a different one. I know. That's the only reason. I didn't read this one beforehand. Okay. So if it's bad, I apologize. But the title was like, I have to have this one. <laughs> a group of friends were traveling down Route 27 in Carroll County, Maryland, when they noticed a man in a red flannel shirt standing in a field who suddenly transformed into a deer. That's the end of the story. That's it? No. <laughs> I, have, I, I have so much. I literally have the, the following account was recently forwarded to me. A.K.A. the researcher. Yes. Uh, and this is all from Monsters and Mysteries. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, two of my friends and I were driving along Route 27 between uh, Westminster and Mount Ari, Maryland. I'm going to go Ari. Okay. We were heading uh, to the skate park. The road had a huge view of bass fields and farmland, so we could see pretty far on either side of the road. I was, uh, I was sitting in the back seat. My friend was riding shotgun, but didn't see anything. Uh, he generally is unobservant anyways, so I won't be mentioning him any further. 
The driver was my friend visiting from school or from his service in the Navy for four years. Uh, this was his first time home since high school. This dude was a, uh, what you could call a stick in the mud, straight up government brainwashed soldier who had lost his identity and personality in the service. He takes no blank and will physically be angered by me and my friends for joking around or talking about aliens or any type of paranormal or conspiracy stuff around him. He will tell you that nothing exists except us in the earth. Yeah, until this particular day. So we were driving down the road and I was standing or I was starting to look at the scenery. I see a man in the middle of the field. It completely catches my eyesight. The field is so empty and plowed at this time of year. He's just chilling in the field, staring into the sky, maybe 150 yards off the road, far enough that you couldn't make out any distinct features, but close enough you could see he was about a six-foot-tall dude in a red flannel jacket. I never took my eyes off him, but I looked at him for maybe a long second or two as we drove past. But in those seconds, as we came parallel to him and started to pass him, he was no longer a six-foot-tall man. He transformed into a deer. A straight-up white-tailed deer. There was no transformation. I didn't drop half-size and became a deer, just a man, and then it wasn't. In the blink of an eye, I can't explain it any further. It just changed instantly, like a film special effect. Mm. I sat there for a second, pondering what I saw. I almost didn't want to say anything since I figured it out they'd laugh at me. Thinking my Navy friend would get mad and tell me I was stupid, but I noticed the car was in a weird silence as for that moment. I was going to break the awkward silence, and I said, Dude, I swear I just saw the weirdest thing a minute ago. My Navy friend, dead straight face, said, Was it a guy standing out in the field in all red and randomly turned into a deer? My jaw literally dropped to the floor. I said, You saw that too? He said, Yeah. I wasn't even going to say anything because it seemed so ridiculous. But when you mentioned something weird, I knew you must have saw the same thing too. We talked plenty about how it was a tall guy in a red flannel jacket and how it wasn't a transformation per se. It was almost like a pure switch in thin air. We didn't get to talk much since uh, he's serving in Greece, but he tells me his bulk or his bunk buddies the story all the time, and not many of them believe him. I'm still a misfit and carry out the story a ton of skaters and parties and hangouts. No one ever believes me until I say, well, Joey was there and saw it too, and then instantly stopped laughing at me. Joey saw the thing. We all know he has no fun or has any imagination, so the fact that he saw the same thing it is the time that blows their mind. Yeah. It was one of the craziest experiences in my life. Yeah, that would be a little crazy. Um, you know, this. I wonder if that one had the red glowing eyes, too. I just wonder. That would be interesting. I think I figured this out. Ooh. I think I did. Okay. So, especially the like these shape-shifting ones. Okay, so uh, I think it could be like the Faye. They're shape-shifting into whatever they kind of want you or expecting you to see. So what do people put out in their fields or just randomly, you know, in their gardens, their Scarecrows. fields? Yeah. What are they always wearing? Flannel. Yeah. So what if, the, like, these fae are seeing these scarecrow and they just think, like, oh, this is what's out here. Oh, this is what they want out here. Now when they look out here, this is what I'm going to present to them. The scarecrow type creature. Literally, that's the first thing on what it could be on my list. What? No, I'm just joking. Oh, I was going to <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't know. What if you think that could be something? That is an interesting thought. So, yeah, now we're going to get into uh, possible explanations. 
I'm not saying all of them. No, but. no. And that's kind of the thing I get from the flannel man. Yeah. Is it's one of these categories that I think is at least several things. Like Bigfoot. Yes. Because the same thing with Bigfoot, you know. It's it, several different things yeah. that happens to fit the rough category. Hmm. I, I, I agree that it's, uh, some of these do seem fayish. Yeah. Uh, and I, after you guys all listened to our fay episode a couple weeks ago, I hate saying everything's the fay because it's not. No, I feel like a lot right. of people in our position kind of go that route. Yeah. But there are some things that seem to fit. I specifically believe the red eye, the glowing red eyes, anything associated with that may be fey. Right. I can, I kind of am in the same boat with you on that. Um, it's hard to explain, but it does fit. So like, going to this story with him, it's like a break in reality, almost like a glitch. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, like that, what you're saying kind of matches up with that, that... Rea- they're warping reality around them. Mm-hmm. It's not like when we talked about the not deer and stuff like that standing. Like there was, there was movements to get to those positions and that look. This was just an instant. Yeah, bam. Like literally like a glitch. Yeah, like a character swap. Glitch in the matrix. And it, you know, the fake kind of point to that because I fully believe that they are a part of our reality on the different end of the light spectrum, but they are operating outside of our light spectrum. So. That what they do seems like magic, even though it may be natural ability. Yeah, it's just a normal thing. Yeah, Sli- a different version of sleight of hand. Yeah, and then a weird thing. He was staring up at the sky. Okay. The guy was. Yeah. The uh, the flail man is often associated with UFOs. Mm-hmm. Right before, right after, and a lot of UFO witnesses. About 40% of people that have, say they've experienced a flannel man so that they had a UFO experience before or after. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that comes back later. But it just seems like he may have been... I wonder if there was a UFO in the sky and that they, they, they just never noticed because yeah. they were looking at the guy and he transformed into a deer to, became, to become mundane so they would see the UFO. Mm, okay. Okay. Like they were like, oh, he's not, they're not supposed to be looking at me yet. Yeah supposed to be looking up at the thing but they weren't looking they were looking at him mm. so he flipped a switch to be like okay i'm gonna become mundane oh you think the you think the flannel man was the one controlling it like i, I think they may be a part of the same phenomena gotcha i uh, see i had the thought maybe the ufo what if it's just an intelligent you know uh uh what do we call it you wait uh uh oh a flying unidentified flying biology what do we call it oh uh like, what if it's an organic UFO? It's still a UFO. Yeah. Unidentified, or, or unidentified flying organics. There, that's what it was. So what if it's an organic, like, or even like a, a fungus or a mushroom flying mushroom, and it's projecting that image down to the ground? Anglerfish. Anglerfish. Oh, it's fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fishing from the and sky. It's trying to lure you out to the field with this guy. Yeah, and it's like, uh, it's a, they don't want to see the scarecrow. Let's, let's show the deer. So... Those are interesting thoughts. I it's weird. I have a whole bunch of other explanations too. So we've already hit two. I did not have written down. Yeah, I mean, because you could a mind projection. You could it would change. You could change it instantly. You don't have to go through no process of like transformation or, you know. Yeah, if, especially if something's really not there. Yeah, it's it's just projection. Yeah, yeah. You could change it instantly. You ready for some of mine? Yeah, or at least some of the like the internet stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Men in Black. The new Men in Black. So, Ooh. and that's connected to the UFO stuff. These are strongly connected with the UFO phenomena. So whatever di- that is, uh, they seem to be taking over some of the men in black aspects of it. Like a different face of the yeah. men in black? Like okay. round version, like version two. Okay. Less scary, uh, more intimate. And by that, I mean, ah. there's one and they're often in your house, but they have this aura 
that makes most people feel at ease. Yeah. I'm going to say whatever percent doesn't feel at ease, they freak out, or the people that may be immune to this new thing. Okay. Because that's what old people used to describe with the men in black, is it just this un- this feeling of, like, I don't want to be around you. Unease. You're yeah. a demon. Yeah. You're a lizard in a suit. Hmm. And so I wonder if this is version two, where they kind of got it down. They got a friendlier look. Yeah. Because uh, they try the government look, and that scared people. Yeah. And they used to use fear intimidation to get, and now that's not working anymore. Right. Like we talked about, it's like some of the Mothman stuff. Right. With oh, the yeah. kid that had the photo. Yeah. And then the men in black were all big and bad until the community's like, you're not taking his photo. Right. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, crap, you know, Cut they're going to shoot us. <laughs> Let's get the heck out of here. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if this is the new approach that, you know, it's more personable, it's more friendly, more it's subtle. More, yeah. And, yeah. You know, it's a guy that it looks like it could be your buddy. Right. He's wearing a flannel. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's it's a friendlier look. Yeah. Especially if he's like Scandinavian. Yeah. Just yeah, just seem they they always seem trustworthy. Like Thor. You know? Like from the movie. Shh. Wow. Oh what, am I jumping ahead? Yes. What you ever seen the movie Adventures in Babysitting? Mm-mm. Uh, it's an old 80s movie, but the little girl's like obsessed with Thor, and then they find this car mechanic, and he's just this big, buff, blonde-haired dude, and she's like, it's Thor, and they like she trusts him like 100% just because he's Scandinavian-looking. It's just that simple. Maybe Thor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's kind of this first one. What do you think about the Men in Black? This being the new Men in Black. Like a different face, different costume yeah. of them? version two. Can't rule it out. Can't rule it out, but they don't really... Uh, Maybe, but at the same time, they're not. I don't. None of them are really like questioning or doing anything. But that's because that may not have been the original Men in Black's goals. If they were taking off the government officials and scientists of the time, mm-hmm. that's what scientists and government officials do. They ask a lot of questions. They just kind of get your face and ask questions, especially the government in the sixties and seventies. So, so maybe, maybe, maybe if they were mimicking that behavior, yeah, and now they're kind of mimic your buddy, or they're just mimicking like. Uh, maybe they're like the men in black of the the woods. I don't know. And then so a lot of people believe the men in black are not there to actually get any information off you. They're there to observe your reactions to the UFO phenomena, so that they're just there to see what you're doing and how you're doing. Okay. So this may be the new monitoring technique. Hmm. Okay. So it's more. It's just easier for them. Yeah. I don't know how much I buy into this one, yeah. but it's just it's it's one that comes up constantly. If you type in uh, flannel man theories. This will be on about every list. Men in Black. And it, it's weird because they do they do have a lot of similarities. Yeah. They have a lot of differences. Hmm. You know, but it's that same thing where it kind of looks human but not human. Maybe a lot f- of people describe the flannel man as being like, he looks like a dude, but the longer you look at him, you're like, your yeah. brain's telling you he's not a dude. It could be the same phenomena, but like a different entity. So, yeah, let's jump down to my next one. Okay. Interdimensional travelers. Yeah. So we believe, personally, that the men in black are from a different dimension. Mm-hmm. Whether that's demonic or not, it's a whole different question. Right. Uh, but from a different dimension. They are definitely interdimensional travelers. So what if this is that same kind of line that you just said? That they are a different type of interdimensional traveler. And this is how they learn or they observe and stuff like that. They're a little more friendly. Yeah. Not or at least a little less creepy. They may not be... A little. F- they may not be friendly. Yeah. But, you know, they they at least try to make you feel comfortable with whatever ability they have. Yeah. This one, I would I would lean into this one a little bit more than straight up Men in Black. And then, once again, still connected to the UFO phenomena, yeah. still connected to the other paranormal stuff. They're often seen in haunted locations. So that's why, like, we'll talk about ghosts here in a minute. So that's why people think they're ghosts. But it's weird that they have this, it's like a universal ghost. Yeah. 
And that may be like a zeitgeist thing. It's an energy thing. I don't know. Maybe there's concentration of energy that allows in the portal through or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. So now, you, all, all this stuff is kind of nonsense. Are, yeah, what, yeah, it is. I mean, I, like, even though we believe it, it you no, know, yeah. there's no way to describe backing. it. No active, no way to accurately describe yes. exactly what's going on. But So anything to add for interdimensional travelers? What percentage would you give it? Oh. Okay, what percentage would you give Newman and Black? Uh, 10. What percentage would you give interdimensional travelers? 43. <laughs> I was going to give it a 42. Oh, see, we're not forty-two. A forty, also. Oh, okay, gotcha. I was like, we're one percent off. That's pretty not close. Three, but still close. <laughs> I know. Well, when you said forty-two, I didn't know you meant forty. Here's oh, oh. Here's probably the second biggest one behind the Men in Black. This next one, they're time travelers. Oh. So people believe the Men in Black are time travelers, and that these are probably these are also time travelers. So what they say is, the time travelers are spanning thousands of years. So they can't dress by the decade; they have to dress by the century. And flannel's timeless. Yeah. So, but for the think about the twentieth century, black suits mm-hmm. from the nineteen ten, uh, yeah, to nineteen ninety nine, yeah, a black suit fits in anywhere. Just about. Yep. Now think about what well, we don't know the future, but the last twenty or thirty years, flannels have been here. They have never gone away. If you ever I think seen, they've been here even longer. I know. I'm just Paul saying. Paul Bunyan. What is he wearing? But I'm just saying in like everyday society. Yeah. It's not odd to see a man in a flannel. No, especially around here. So for the next, you know, century or two, that may be this background, like always outfit. Yeah. To where nobody's ever looking at a guy in a flannel. It's not the weird thing to wear. Right. Yeah. Shoot, I'm thinking about it. I got a red flannel and I a got blue flannel. Seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You do. Uh. So that's kind of like this time traveler theory is that they have to dress by the century. Hmm. Makes sense. So yeah, and the men in black were the ne- the 20th century and the 20th 21st century is red flannel. And the 20th, second century is silver. But the time travel thing is like, I just don't think it's a human being time traveling. It may not be. It may not be. Yeah. Or maybe our descendants. And that may be why we're freaked out about them. Yeah, especially when they're just sitting there in the woods staring at you. Like, and then they phase into your blind spot. Well, some, with the time traveler theory, some people think they're not really here. They're projection observers. And they can interact a little bit Ooh. like a hologram. Oh, okay. So it's like a... They are not... They're flesh and blood, per se. But not there. It's not here. Yeah. They can interact. So like like a Star Deck hologram from uh, Star Trek. It's, like, a, it's very nerdy. I mean, it, it is. But, but it's, it's so true. That's the thought, though. Is yeah. They, they may kind of be here, but kind of not be makes, here. It makes sense. Is, is it bad? I knew exactly what you were talking about. Everybody and I does. Hard, Everybody that's listening to this show probably like, does. And I hardly ever watch Star Trek. Although I like the new movies. But, uh, see, I'm the opposite. I like the old stuff. I don't care for the new stuff. Oh, really? see, I never really watched the old stuff. But I went out. We had very limited TV growing up, and so that was the one thing that was always on. On, I gotcha. My sister and my dad really like it. I remember we went to see that first movie when they remade it for the first time, and I was like, ah, I don't want to go see this. Ah, whatever. I go watch it with the family. I don't. Is that the one with the whales? Or what? What are you saying? in The first remake movie? I like it came out in mid 2000. I don't know. Like oh, okay. Not like, 13. not like 99. No, 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 no. Then more modern ones. Oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to watch this. And then I watched it. I'm like, it's actually a really good movie. It is. Yeah. I was shocked. And I, like I said, I didn't really get into Star Trek ever, but I know what you're talking about. This Star Deck hologram. 
I never thought about like mind projection stuff too, like observing. Yeah. Like the astral observing projectors. and little interaction. Is that what that's called? Like astral projection? Kinda. Projection. So that would be you doing it by yourself. We think this is yeah. technology based. Oh, okay. Like maybe they have questions about certain events. Oh, okay. But it, it's like it's weird. So for the time traveling aspect of it. Or their but their butterfly affecting. Like scaring the crap out of this father and son in the woods. Mm-hmm. May not look like it causes anything in the timeline, mm-hmm. but centuries down the road, it may cause something. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, what if they shot like that? pruning? Think about it like pruning a yeah. bush. So even though the this little bulb looks like on the end of the branch looks like nothing now, in you know a decade, it can be a, almost a whole different tree. Right. Exactly. So they're keeping the timeline pruned. Right, they just got to snip it off so it don't grow into the power lines, mm-hmm. and then cause like a fire. There that you go. Burnt down Gary's house. So what are you doing for what percentage are you doing for time travelers? Thirty-two. Ooh, less. So you're still big ones interdimensional. Yeah, but I do like this one. How about just straight up ghost? Yeah, I mean, I think some of them are, or yeah. whatever ghosts are. And everybody at home may not know because we got some new listeners. I don't believe in human ghost. I do believe people see stuff. Mm. I've had my own encounters. I do believe that that the spiritual world is real. I just don't think human souls get stuck here. Okay. So whatever this thing is, it's not a human still, but it may be a ghost, whatever a ghost is. I guess that's really what the... Whatever the hell a ghost is is what these things may be. Yeah. I think some of them are, Uh, especially if you live in Kurt Cobain's house. Well, that's one. Also, like if you see them out in the woods, I mean, how many lumberjacks back in the day... I mean, I'm a, I, maybe that's stereotypical, them wearing flannel, but I always thought I, it's kind of the, the the outfit. You wear flannel, but how many, you know how many people would die doing that job? A lot. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not crab fishing, but it's a lot. No, but it's still a lot, and I'm sure it was... The deadliest job in the world. The crab fishing? In the Bering Straits in Alaska. Nearly. I think it's number two. Number one's wrestling with me. Oh. <laughs> I think 20% of those fishermen die every year. So bad. So One in five, because they just fall off the boat and they don't even turn the boat around. So bad because the water's like ten degrees, and no, it's thirty I'm foot waves. Pretty sure they try to save them. I, I've seen one guy get saved, but those big ships take so long to turn, turn around. Oh gosh, and they're so tiny. So bad, so scary. And they can't even put lifeboats in. You have oh. to crawl back on the ship yourself. Oh my gosh, yeah, they would just winch you up in one of those crab pods. Mm-hmm. Go swim towards the buoy. To get crushed by... You know, those crab pots are like two tons. Oh, I know. They're insane. Anyways, ghost. Yay or nay? Uh, I could put a small sliver at this. You know, 17%. Okay. <laughs> I like doing the percentages. I know. I, I, like, I like you doing the percentages. <laughs> no, so the next one's tulpas. That maybe Ooh. this is like literally one or two people had this idea, and it kind of became an internet thing. We'll talk about creepypasta in a minute. Uh, but like it may have had a creepypasta base. Anybody that know what that is, it's kind of like a online horror cryptid kind of like writing. You know, you yeah. write your own stories and Fantasy stuff like writing. that. Yeah, that's like how, how the rake came to be is from a creepypasta. Slenderman. Yeah, is and they may have taken on some kind of uh, vestigial form mm. where the platypus. They, yeah, the platypus. We could talk about that all day. It's a tulpa. Anyways, but no. So like Slenderman's a great example. Of a of a hundred percent fake thing, yeah. That now is somewhat real. Seems to be. I mean, there was an attempted murder over it. Yeah. So, th- so that that's crazy. real. Whether you want to, whether it's real or not, like the the being that is happened. real. Happened. Uh, two girls try to kill another girl 
For a Slender Man. For Slender Man, so the Slender Man wouldn't kill their families. <sighs> so crazy. So what do you think about tulpas? Hmm. I, I, okay, how, how far back do these accounts go, though? So it's kind of hard when we look into that. They really started getting reported in like 2012. Really? It's that recent? Yeah. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm really bad. I'm forgetting the podcast. One of these famous podcasts broke it. They've been on Hillbilly Horror Stories and stuff like that. Now I can't think of the name of them. Uh, but they were doing research and pulling these stories. It, so not saying that they weren't common before then, but they were kind of the first people to kind of connect the Compile dots all the, yeah. of these flannel ghosts. Yeah. Because that's what they used to be called before that. It was just a ghost in flannel. Mm-hmm. So they started connecting all these dots through their own research. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. I didn't realize it was such a recent phenomenon. The flannel man title is like 14 or 15. Okay. Okay. Huh. No, I didn't know that. So. Yeah, maybe then. I guess that leads to ups my percentage, I guess. Mm-hmm. The next thing would be sleep paralysis, actual true sleep paralysis. I think this is personally an extremely small sliver. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, this normally, so people aren't familiar, sleep paralysis is when your your mind wakes up, but your body doesn't. Have I ever shared my sleep paralysis? Yes. Okay, I have on the show. Yes, I think your alien abduction episode. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. I've had it multiple times. So sleep paralysis is where your your mind wakes up, but your body locks. You can only open and close your eyes. This is where old hag syndrome comes from. Normally, you see a very demonic-like thing. You feel like you can't breathe. Uh, can't move. Aliens are another common are one. Yeah. Uh, so for it to be a easy-feeling Kurt Cobain, that does not seem to fit to me. No. Because sleep paralysis, you see demons. Whether they're real or not. Right, yeah. You see demons or demon-like things. You see horrors. It's just scary. It's, yes, it's, it's a scary. So you for you to see, move. like, oh, there's Kurt Cobain over there. This is okay. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think it's sleep paralysis. No, I, I agree. I agree. 1%. Now, here's the one that you hinted at earlier without maybe even knowing. People believe this is the modern-day Odin and Thor. That's why they're oh. seen with eye patches. Odin had an eye patch. Oh, okay. And these are checking on the descendants of their villages, their people they met, used to, you know, that used to worship them. So they're kind of still watching over their flock. Hmm. Now that's interesting. And these would be like little G gods or whatever you, you know. Right, right, right. So these they're just checking, and that's why you feel ease or even happiness seeing these things. It's because they're they're they are your old world gods that are just like, okay, I'm checking on Jim. It's like dad coming home from work. Exactly. Yeah. So this is a really like wide thought theory, and then they really sound like Odin and Thor. Hmm. Now who? How did this first come about? This idea. Now there was a lot of these flannel mans. I didn't give one today, but have eye patches. Yeah. And Scandinavian descent, and somebody finally said that I kind of sound like Odin, and then it kind of blew up. Okay. Because they do. Yeah. That was the eye patches were reported before somebody said they were Odin. Wouldn't it be great if Odin? wore like a flannel all the time but think about what they wear over there now that's kind of the modern dress that's true so they're matching maybe their people did. yeah maybe it did or oh they're matching their people now yeah i was just say what if the people like it actually did descend from that like really were wearing flannel that's where it flannel i think came flannel from. is north american oh is it i think so hmm. i think it was developed here first textile i think the textile was developed here first i disagree it's oh there's a reason why it's called buffalo plaid oh okay yeah water buffalo Water buffalo. Uh, no, so 
I, I this is a weird one. This is when I have trouble because a lot of people get behind this and it kind of fits, but I don't know if it kind of fits because the people that have these encounters think about that before they have these encounters. Hmm. So it kind of flavors their encounter. Oh, yeah. I like that. Flavors it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Scandinavian, check. Eye patch, check. The flannel, eh, I don't know about that, but I can. I guess I can see the connections there. Yeah, if he had like a raven or something, yeah. I'd be like, oh, that's Odin. Yeah, then it would be a little more obvious. There, this guy was carrying a hammer in your house? If he's like 13 feet tall. Yeah, a giant hammer. But that's the whole thing is they're not trying to scare you if it's this. Right, yeah. It's more of a, hey, just so you know, we're still here. Okay. Okay. Interesting. But give it a small percentage. Like what? Give a number. Seven. Ah, That's better than the other thing you said, sleep paralysis. Exactly. All right, you ready for my last one? This must be the... This is the money maker. This is the money maker. This is 100% probably what's at least 50% of these things. 60% 60% of the time, every time? Yeah. Okay. 80% of the time, it's 60% accurate 100% of the time. Is that Yogi Berra? Something like that. No. Anyways, besides, you have crazy people breaking into your house. Oh, you just think it's that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You have mentally unstable people that are just sitting in the corner of your room while you're sleeping. They're like, oh, it's Thor. Yeah, yeah. Because you're mentally unstable. Yeah. Or if they- I woke up and I wouldn't be like, oh, look how exciting. Somebody's watching me sleep. Bam, 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 bam. That's all, what you would be like. All five shots of the judge yeah. would be into that corner of the room. If somebody is standing in the corner of my room watching me sleep. With, with grungy uh, yeah. flannel on. People describe him as like grungy. Maybe that's just how they like justify like, this is okay. Yeah, so I'm just a fine. homeless dude. It's a ghost. He's like, watching over me. Seriously. I think some of these... Like I, I read a half dozen of these encounters extra besides the ones we picked. Mm-hmm. They're just people in your house. <laughs> that would be awful. Like literally, one had a a guy like so a young man like twenty six or so woke up, looked in his bed, and but he was one of the ones that was an Odin believer. Okay, and he said this guy with an eye patch was walking through his uh, hallway with the door open, looked over and went shh, and kept walking past. And he's like, oh. Odin visited Odin's me. here. Like, no, you have a homeless man in your house. With only Just... one eye. Get up. <laughs> Do something <laughs> Do about something that. About it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think this is like seriously a good chunk of these are people in your house, a mentally unstable people. Yeah. And people are just like, oh, it's the flannel man. Flannel man. Yeah, just, just puts you at ease. That's a lot easier to take than a homeless man. I've just listened a hobo. to the Manson murders. Yeah. Uh, on a different show, and the uh, the 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 Folgers lady that got murdered, yeah, uh, she's seen. Oh, not Cookie, whatever. Anyways, one of the Manson girls walk through the hallway and wave at her, and she just waved back. Everybody's like, "Why'd she just wave back?" It's because eight other people were living in the house, and she assumed it was one of her uh, her brother's like, girlfriends. Right. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, you know what? If there's a lady or a guy you don't know in your house. Deal with that. Yeah, probably. I mean, I get it, though. Like, could be. Yeah, I'd see how, why you wouldn't in that situation. If you're living alone, that's a whole different story. Doesn't matter. Yeah. If there's a person in your house you do not recognize, and it's the middle of the night, guess what? They're going to have an extra hole. I guess. <laughs> an extra hole. <laughs> it sounds so wrong. It's what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, when I was in college, uh, you'd have just some people just be in your house. And just wave to him like, hey, 
I'm getting breakfast. Go on with your day. It's happened. But it was usually people our age that someone in the house knew. Sure. It's happened. I, I guess I can live up to that experience. So what's your percentage on crazy people in your house? In your house? Oh, definitely uh, a possibility. This reminds me, like, the, you remember the guy that caught the Walmart and Kenton on fire a couple years back? Uh, I don't know if I remember that. He left the bathroom on fire? So he was wearing a flannel, but he was living in the Walmart for eight months. Living? In, yeah, in Kenton. And they caught him, and he got mad, and then they lit the bathroom on fire. Oh, nice. What What in the bathroom can you let? Oh, the paper towel dispenser. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How was he living in there? Living in between one of these big racks, and we'd just come out at night after they were closed, because it was during COVID. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he would just get what he needed. Wasn't the camera systems like... Yeah, somebody's watching them. True. You just going to go through the camera at night? I guess you guys got to be careful, selective at what you take and stuff like that. As long as they don't have them robots scanning the aisles for inventory every night. Oh, my gosh. So, side tangent. Yeah. Me and Emily just had... We went to Sam's Club. Okay. And they had that, that stock check robot. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And it almost ran Emily over. And then she... She's not huge. And then it kept, like, messing up. And it kept, like, false charging her. Because it, it kept thinking she moved. And I kept yelling at her. I'm like, get out of its way. Yeah. It obviously doesn't know you're there. Yeah, because she's already like a Tiny. ghost. And she's like, make it fun of Emily. On sounds here. normal. And I'm like, just move. And then it finally just stopped and turned off. It like, <laughs> its brain could not figure out what to do. No. So it was just like, all right, I'm going to turn off for a half hour. It, she, it's like she's phasing in and out of reality yeah, to, to, her, it. to it. So yeah. that's what's happening here. Yeah. Uh, no, so that's, do you have any others? Any other, maybe? You're, you had yours at the top, which were pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to stick with mine. Which is reiterate for us. So the scarecrow, uh, the 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 uh, fae imitating a scarecrow kind of type of thing. You heard it here first. Yeah. And then what was the what was the first one I said? I can't remember. That was it. That was the first one you said. The second one was the organic UFO projection projected. down. Yeah, I thought I had something else in there. Maybe not. I don't know. But yeah, I think it could be the sca- this fae. Some of them. Some of them. Like the guy. Like that initial story about the. The two hunters, the guy, you know, up in the stand. I think it could have been something like Faye. Like, especially if it had... Did that one have red eyes? No, not that one. Not that the one. The one at the hotel Hotel had red did, eyes. yeah. So that... Oh, shoot. See, that could be a whole different... It's, it's, I don't know. It's garbage a, demons. Garbage demons? What do you mean? I don't know. Oh, okay. Just, Just throwing, throwing words out. out there. Yeah, yeah. Could be that. Oh, yeah. The gar- I didn't even consider the garbage demons. Garbage demons. demons. Yeah. Where do you think all your trash goes, people? Garbage demons. Think about it. Garbage demons. Yeah, it's real. If you watch that show, uh, Koala Man, it goes to the Big Poppy. Oh, gosh. I just thought we were creating a garbage demon tulpa. Oh, gosh. Big Poppy. Garbage demons. Anything else to add? I think we're pretty much done. Yeah. Um. No, not really. I just don't know. This is a strange one. I don't know really where it falls. So to our American listeners, if you wake up and there's a strange, grungy man in the corner of your room watching you sleep, don't feel happy. Put a hole in it? Put a hole on him. Oh, gosh. I'm not encouraging anything. Don't. Uh, don't act. Do whatever you got to do to keep yourself safe. Safe. Yeah. Protect yourself. If a man's already broken to your house and broken to your bedroom and is just staring there watching you sleep, he's made several decisions about his value of his own life. That's true. In my opinion. That's true. Okay. Gosh. Yeah. I have been the great and powerful mystery. I've been Jay's clone number 73 or 4. 
And together we were Cryptos of the Corn Podcast. We'll catch you next week with more exciting monstrosities of the world. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn Podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash com. And don't forget, stay magical. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.